Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with this psychic sister. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here for the Friday pop-up show. And oh man, do we have a doozy today. As you know, just uh, a few days ago, the Chandler Police Department dumped an enormous amount of information, including all kinds of interesting Documents, emails, text messages, and other exchanges between some of the uh, Ballot Daybell clan. One interesting piece to come from this uh, that I happened upon last night is a blessing that Chad gave Alex. Hey, Elizabeth. Now, <laughs> I really wanted to do this episode and break this down for you guys because it may not make sense to you. If you're not a former Mormon, uh, you may, this may, or a Mormon yourself, this may not make any sense to you at all, or why this is wildly significant and crazy. So before we talk about the blessing itself, which I am going to read to you uh, in its insane entirety, I got to say that uh, I want to tell you a little bit about what a patriarchal blessing is, and a little bit more about that. So a patriarchal blessing is a blessing in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that is given to any member that wants to receive one. Though typically for kids that were raised in the church, you get your patriarchal blessing, oh, around the time that you're about 16. That's kind of the, uh, the litmus test if you feel like you're worthy and ready. So first you have to have uh, meeting with the bishop, though they do uh, ask you to fast and pray about it first to decide if you are ready for your blessing. Then you have a meeting with the bishop and he'll ask you lots of uh, intrusive questions about your life and your behavior to decide if you are in fact worthy. Basically, that means you're following all of the rules of the church. Uh, and if that's the case, then he'll give you a special recommend for your patriarchal blessing and he will recommend you to the patriarch. So let's talk about the patriarch. The patriarch is always a man. The patriarch has achieved a level of uh, church uh, priesthood called the Melchizedek priesthood. And he has been called through uh, the bishop or the state president to be the patriarch and he's received a special blessing uh, to be that person. The patriarch is like the area mystic. What the patriarchal blessing basically is in layman's terms is like a psychic reading given to you by a man in the Mormon church. And at least for me, when I received mine, uh, I went to the patriarch's house one, uh, I think it was on a Sunday after church. And he put his hands on my head and he spoke into a recording, like a little tape recorder thing, and basically gave me what I would call a psychic reading now. But that's, you know, what it what it is. There's a series of things that they go through and some of the things that are important to know about it. One thing that uh, they will give you is your declaration of lineage. So Mormons believe that uh, we all came from a house, a specific uh, 
house of Israel from a specific tribe of Jacob. Now, you really, really want to be from the tribe of Ephraim because they believe that the tribe of Ephraim is the tribe that was given the primary responsibility to lead the Latter-day work of the Lord. If you're not from the house of Ephraim, uh, you're uncomfortable with that. <laughs> but on the church's website, they say that uh, just because you share uh, a bloodline, like with maybe you're from the house of Ephraim and your brother is not, and that's because we all have lots of different bloodlines running through us. But remember house of Ephraim, that's important. But so that's the first thing they do in your patriarchal blessing is they declare your lineage. Then they tell you a lot of things that they see for you coming up in your life. Here's what the uh, leadership of the church wrote about a patriarchal blessing. Patriarchal blessings contemplate an inspired declaration of the lineage of the recipient and when so moved upon by the spirit, an inspired and prophetic statement of the life mission of the recipient, together with, with such blessings, cautions, and ad admonitions as the patriarch may be prompted to give for the accomplishment of such life's mission, it being always made clear that the realization of all promised blessings is conditioned upon faithfulness to the gospel of our Lord, whose servant the patriarch is. So what the hell does that mean? Well, basically it means that as long as you follow the rules, then everything we're promising you and your patriarchal blessings should happen. There's a caveat though. These are eternal blessings. So just because it doesn't happen in this lifetime, that does not mean that the patriarchal blessing was wrong. It just means it hasn't happened yet. Interesting, huh? I uh, So... In my experience, patriarchal blessings are a lot of self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, for example, in mine, I was told that I would get married in the temple, which I did do. I was told that I would be a mother, which I certainly was. Uh, and I was told that I my home would be a gathering place for other people's children to uh, be comfortable, which is true. Uh, but I was also told repeatedly in that blessing that uh, all of these things would only come to be if I followed the rules. And um, I did not. <laughs> but <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, is everyone supposed to get a patriarchal blessing, Moonbeam masks? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, it, Kids that were born into the LDS church typically get a patriarchal blessing around 16-ish. Um, people that are converted into the church um, at some point within their conversion, within the first year-ish, they will also receive a patriarchal blessing. I think after the first year of membership. At any rate, so that's what a patriarchal blessing is. So I needed to share that background with you so that you understand why this is so wild. Chad gave Alex a patriarchal blessing. Yeah. Oh, Paula said mine was so generic. It looks like it was cut and pasted from the example in the manual. I think a lot of them are. Mine was actually a cool experience. The patriarch was a neat guy, really old guy that apparently 
uh, he had been the patriarch for a long time and his dad before him and his dad before him. Looks like the gift of sight ran in the family. But uh, at any rate, yeah, I, and I've heard that from a lot of other people too. Like for example, every young man will be told he's going to serve a mission. Every young adult will, or young uh, you know, person will be told that they will marry in the temple and be a parent and so on and so forth. Yeah. Gotcha. Agreed. And, and that's why I say these are more of a self-fulfilling prophecy than anything, but that's why it makes this patriarchal blessing that Alex gave Chad that much more chilling. But the first thing we have to understand about it is that Chad wasn't a patriarch, not through the LDS church's standards. Anyway, he had not been called to be a patriarch in his stake. Uh, Frankly, he probably wasn't old enough. That's usually reserved for older, older guys. But anyhow, so he gave himself the authority to do so. I'm going to read it to you. I'll probably uh, step in here and there. And hey, Berserker, I'll probably, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have to interject. But here we go. November 24th, 2019. Patriarch Chad Daybell. Now, this is him giving the blessing. So imagine him standing with his hands on Alex's head, giving him this priesthood blessing, okay? Alexander Lamar Cox, on this special day, I lay my hands upon your head to give you a patriarchal blessing as a member of the Church of the Firstborn. See, that veers already because uh, that should have in his lineage, been uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But no, this is that Church of the Firstborn stuff. Of which you have earned the privilege to be a member. I do so by the power of the Melchizedek priesthood that I hold, and in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who has authorized this blessing and is grateful you are receiving it as you move forward in your life. So this is Chad serving as the mouthpiece for Jesus Christ. You are a member of the house of Israel. As a part of the 12 tribes, you are a descendant of the house of Joseph through the tribe of Ephraim. Yes, you did it, Alex, the tribe of Ephraim. Remember, that's the tribe you want to be from. This grants you many blessings, particularly of spreading the gospel in these latter days and protecting and preserving those who seek to learn the truth. That has been your mission on this earth, and it will now expand in ways we will discuss further in the blessing. So there's his earth mission, right? His earth mission is to protect and preserve those who seek to learn the truth. I want to begin by opening up the portals of time. That didn't happen in my blessing. Going back to your previous creations on which you've lived. I see you on the third creation as a valiant warrior fighting for truth and righteousness, always seeking to do what is right. See the self-fulfilling prophecy building here? Fighting for truth and righteousness. Then you were selected by the Savior himself. Of course he was. Remember how special these guys needed to be? They needed to be the most special ones. <coughs> to be a part of the fourth creation. Great warriors were needed in that creation because of course, Alex was a great warrior, right? 
powerful goddesses needed to be protected and you were selected to help protect your sister. You helped her in numerous probations as a defender. You have a special bond with her, even from the pre-mortal world. You connected there, and as she grew in power, you were right there beside her, always with a humble heart. You were both so humble. This all smacks of humility, doesn't it? Surely. After you had been exalted into the fourth creation, you could have gone on to exaltation with Holly, oh, Holly, sorry, I don't know who Holly is, with Holly as a resurrected being. He could have been done, guys. He was so good. He didn't have to come back. However, you accepted the Savior's invitation to come to this mortal realm one more time in the fifth creation to condescend as a God to help us. Condescend is right, Chad. You had it right. You have already assisted us in ways that can never be repaid, but you will continue to do so as you move forward in this life. See the foreshadowing? He's setting him up to do the things he wants him to do. You were born into a family that needed you desperately with a set of parents who spoke of the gospel with their mouths, but did not live it. Once again, you were reunited with your sister who needed you to survive such an environment. And in no way was it a reflection on either one of you that you lived in that home. It's everyone else's fault, Alex, not yours. You were put there to help each other persevere. The lessons you learned in your youth have made you strong, powerful servants of the Lord. That would not have occurred in a traditional LDS home. Or any other home, I'm assuming. Right, Chad? Right? Right? You had to go to great depths to achieve tremendous heights. And the fruits of those trials are beginning to be demonstrated. See the flattery? You're special, Alex. You're special, right? You were privileged to become a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that was a strength to you. You learned about your Savior and grew close to him and rekindled in some ways the connections you have always had with him. Throughout your adulthood, you have refined yourself. Refined yourself. Remember, because at one point Alex said he was gay. So he's been refining himself and refining the gay away. Sorry, I really lost my spot. Oh, here we go. And I want you to know that the Savior is saying to you at this time, well done. Thy soul is cleansed and all is well. Wow, Alex. Now you will begin your terrestrial phase of existence. You will be a powerful servant. I bless you with that knowledge that you will now move forward as a true warrior not only through physical action, but through spiritual power that will be bestowed upon you. I bless you with a knowledge that through marriage, you will be united with a partner who will match your powers and complement your strengths. Remember, 
He prayed the gay away, and now he's going to marry a woman. You will be known through the world for your good-heartedness. Ouch. Oh, Chad. You missed the mark on that one, though he is known through the world. And your willingness to save souls, you know, when he's not killing them. Or that's how he's saving them, silly me. Okay. You will travel all over the world through portals and you will begin to gather the souls that come unto Christ. I see you living in New Jerusalem. But more importantly, I see you as a messenger of the Lord outside New Jerusalem, where many people will gather who aren't quite ready to enter those heavenly terrestrial gates. One of your missions will be to go among the people and testify as a prophet that they can make it when he's done killing you. You will share your own experiences of overcoming adversity praying that gay away, and through your examples, they will rise up. You will give a tremendous blessing to them and raise their vibrations and be like a brother to many of these fathers who have doubts. They will look to you as a hero, remember, because Alex is special. And you will bring entire families who have been sanctified to the gates of New Jerusalem, where they, they will be allowed into the city based on your word. That will be one of many wonderful experiences you will have. I see you in other assignments across the world, always serving as a missionary. With your companion, you will communicate with Mother Earth herself. You will know where to be before natural disasters happen. Well, of course he'll know where to be before natural disasters happen. His wife was causing them. Come on, man. So you can be on location to protect key church leaders and preserve those who should survive. Catch that? We'll save the good guys and let everybody else burn. I see you gathering little children in your arms, saving them from floodwaters. Or, you know, again, murdering them. I see a collage of moments that await you in this life, rescuing the pure and innocent and leading this, them safely in dozens of instances. As long as they're not zombies. You will be looked upon as an angel on earth. Mm, ouch. Again, Chad, you missed the mark. You will literally glow to those who are allowed to see your true self. Now, is this twilight or am I mistaken? And those mortals who aren't allowed to see that glow will still know the spirit by the great power you possess. After many years of service, as the second coming approaches, you will know when it is time to move to the other side of the veil. Did you catch that? One more time. After many years of service, as the second coming approaches, you will know when it is time to move to the other side of the veil. That means die. One day your spirit will leave this body that has served you well and you will be greeted by the Savior himself. You will already know him 
but that reunion will take place on a greater plane. The vibration you will feel at that time will exceed all others. After a day or two, you will be raised up and resurrected. So when the Savior does return, you will be right at the front of that amazing team of angels who will sweep the earth much like described in the book, The Renewed Earth. What a coincidence. It will bring you great joy to help Mother Earth transition to a terrestrial realm and burn away celestial refuse. That's bad, guys. At the time, you and Holly will still have assignments on Earth temporarily, and then you will move forward to higher realms. She is already preparing a world for you two, and you will be able to form an eternal family with eternal posterity on that Earth. Catch that? This is a belief that uh, the Mormon Church taught for a long time, and now they're denying it, but... They taught for a long time that if you were the best of the best, that you would have your own world and you'd be your own god and goddess of your own world. And that's what he's saying. The glory will then just continue for you on and on for eternity. The glory. Remember how special Chad is and how special Alex is. I bless you at this time with strength and power and dominion over the callings you will receive. You are a part of a very special team of people that are moving forward, translation and transfiguration, and the Lord will be with you at all times. Really? Like even at the time that he was uh, hacking up and burning the body of a child? Really? If you say so, Chad, you will be a patriarch in your own home and you will give blessings similar to this one. Your veil will be essentially gone. You will be able to see into the past and the future and will share with people great knowledge and truth. I bless you with protection throughout your mortal life. You now have nine angels assigned to you who watch you from all sides. You have a great mission to fulfill. I bless you with a strong protection against Satan and his followers including Lucifer, Cain, and anyone else who seeks to oppose you. Catch that? One more time. I bless you with a strong protection against Satan and his followers, including Lucifer, Cain, and anyone who seeks to oppose you. Remember, anyone who opposes you that you will rise to eternal glory, that you will have an eternal family, and that your exaltation is assured through your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So there you go. Yeah, these are Chad's words, Cranky. Yes. It's, yes, Berserker, it is so manipulative. It's so manipulative. It is so sick. But it's interesting to see what kind of manipulation 
that was laid down there to set the stage for all of the things that Alex did. He was a warrior. He was at the right hand of Jesus. He was supposed to fulfill his prophecy and anyone who opposed them, right? He would know when it was time to leave this earth and cross over to the other side of the veil. Wow. Just wow. You know, we talked last night about the fact that uh, Chad and Lori preyed on people that were vulnerable, that really had a need to be special, that had a need to be seen. And obviously Alex was one of them. But this takes the cake for me in so many ways. The uh, arrogance and hubris of Chad to decide that he's a patriarch. I mean, he already decided he was the prophet. So I don't know why that would shock me. But from the perspective of the Mormon church, these are major, major no's, right? I mean, this is serious blasphemy here. Offering these blessings. But here's the thing. If he gave Alex a patriarchal blessing, then he gave others. You actually are only supposed to receive one patriarchal blessing in your life. And I'll tell you right now, Chad, Alex already had one. I'll bet you Lori already had one. These were new ones into the church of the firstborn. Remember, because they had ascended above the Mormon church into a higher church now. It's so sick. This is shocking. I don't even know why it's shocking to me, but it truly is. Yes, predatory behavior at its finest, Stella. Correct. Yep. Yep. Something else, huh? Ever since I read that last night, I have been bursting to come and talk to you guys about it because I knew that if you're not a Mormon, you don't have any idea what that is or why it's significant. But reading through it, wow, just double wow. Yep. So there you go. So we're going to be on the hunt, on the lookout for other patriarchal blessings because I am going to assume that they exist out there. Who else did he feed full of this stuff? Who else did he give a blessing to full of all of these promises? You know there's more. Lori? Of course. Melanie? Melanie G? Melanie Pulowski? What about uh, Julie Roll? What about some of the others? How many people did he give a blessing like this to? If we ever thought that Lori was the master manipulator... And she is. And that Chad was just a dumb, horny idiot, which we did kind of think that in the beginning for a while. I think things like this really help to uh, sway that opinion that, uh, no, Chad gave blessings just like this. He gave psychic readings just like this. He gave all kinds of so-called inspired information just like this in order to manipulate people to get them to do what he wanted them to do. Yeah. Oh, Cranky said, I've been reading cult survivor stories. This sounds a whole lot what like they like what they escaped from. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The gaslighting is real in this one. Holy moly. So why would he keep a record of this blessing when he knew it was against the Mormon church? Well, because they had thought that they had ascended above the Mormon church. You know, they were on the next level now. So they didn't care. Remember, they were hoping that an earthquake would co uh, sweep through Utah and destroy the headquarters of the Mormon church. 
and forced them to have to rebuild so that Shad could take his rightful place as the new prophet who was better than the old prophet who knew more. Yeah. Big yikes. All righty, guys. Well, that's what I've got for you. <laughs> so is your head spinning yet? It probably should be. That was wild. All righty. Well, Christy will be back with another pop-up tomorrow. And she'll be back on Sunday with Spirit School. And we'll be back with a whole new uh, layout of cases next week. So lots more to come. But thanks for joining me. Happy Friday. I hope you get to do something fun today. Take care. Thank <music> you.